Servus, hallo und cheers! Willkommen bei No Cheers No Story, deinem Podcast für liquide Geschichten, hochprozentige Wahrheiten und schluckstarke Gespräche. Ich bin Verena Borell und ich werde jetzt direkt ins Englische switchen, because today's episode is a little bit more international because of my interview guest. My interview guest is Angus Winchester, who is actually the director of education at the Bar Convent Berlin this year. And I'm very happy and proud to interview Angus because Angus Winchester is um, since over 30 years in the bar business. And um, now he's not only bartender, but also trainer and consultant. And um, yeah, always on, on the search for the perfect martini so when i talked to him he was in hong kong for business martini business and yeah i'm really thankful and grateful that he had time to talk to me to talk to you and i'm very very happy that i can share this very nice interview with you so my intention was that Angus gives you some tips and highlights concerning the educational program that you know where to go and what you shouldn't miss. The BCB is not only friends and cheers and drinks and zips, but also very worthy talks and speeches. So I hope you will enjoy this episode and as a matter of fact, I'm not only talking with Angus about the program, but also about future trends and what's upcoming in the next years. I hope you have fun with this episode and a little disclaimer, please, please don't blame me for my mistakes in English. So English is not my mother tongue and I had to lose my fear concerning speaking English in the podcast for this interview. So it's my first time and yeah, we will hear each other afterwards. Angus, I'm so happy to have you in the show. Welcome to the No Tears No Story podcast. How are you doing? I, If I was doing any better, it would be a crime. I'm really <laughs> doing well, if the truth be known. So maybe for the listeners who don't know you, can you shortly say who you are? What are you doing concerning the BCB and where you are now at the moment? Okay, uh, well, I'll try and keep it short. Uh, yes. Obviously, you know, my name is Angus Winchester. I'm a hospitality professional. I mean, I can't call myself a bartender anymore, but I've been in this industry now for 30 years, I think. So well over half my life, despite what everyone else may say. Wow. I have done many things from running bars, training bartenders, acting as the global ambassador for Tanqueray Gin, doing a lot of writing. I do a lot of coaching now uh, for both bartenders and managers, but I'm also the global education director for BCB. So not just obviously the first one, Berlin, but also Brooklyn, and soon to be Sao Paulo as well. Uh, wow. And I'm currently speaking to you from Hong Kong. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> That's a lot of things. And now I'm speaking to you concerning the BCB. I guess I could ask you tons of questions to the other things as well. But yeah, we have to focus on the BCB. And as you already said, you are the educational educational director director I mean, it, it's a, yeah 
it's a new position, obviously, that when BCB started off, it was with Helmut and Jens and yes. Bastian from Mixology magazine. And as it became larger and larger and more successful, uh, they obviously needed a, a bigger team and perhaps some help professionally to continue its growth. So they worked with Reed Exhibitions, one of the biggest exhi exhibition companies in the world. And this was the first year when they felt confident enough to step away with their other programs that they were doing from distilleries to families and things, but felt that they needed someone in to particularly curate the education to keep an aspect of credibility, but also to continue to provide some of the best education to what is, of course, one of the biggest markets for bartenders in the world. So my name came up. So that's a great point that you um, now mentioned because I just wanted to ask you concerning this educational part because, as you said, the BCB is huge now. It's growing and growing and I think um, everybody who is now, when this episode comes out, on their way to the BCB, yeah, I want to give the audience... Um, Uh, some points not to get lost in the BCB hugeness. So what was your intention or your purpose when you um, booked the speakers, the speeches? Yeah, what was your purpose for the whole well, program? Uh, well, obviously, I mean, BCB has always had a reputation prov for providing excellent speakers. You yes. know, it might be a show based in Berlin, but it is very much a should we say, a European bar show, if not necessarily a, a global bar show as well. So I wanted to build on the incredible foundations that had been done before. What I really wanted to do was provide education that was really educational. Mm -hmm. I felt some of the time in bar shows, it was just some people standing up giving opinions, that it was panels that you know maybe had a lot of people on it, but not a lot was really said that was truly useful. I mean, I, I'm a huge believer in education. So when I was talking to people, A, I reached out to some of the best educators and experts I know around the world. But we also asked people for submissions for the first year. I said there were three main principles that I wanted that any education had to pass. One, it had to be practical. That people had to come along, sit in a session and could go away out afterwards with information and ideas mm -hmm. that they could use straight away. Secondly, I wanted it to be relevant. I wanted it to cover actual subjects that people were interested in and that were important to their lives at the moment. So real world problems and solutions, as well as creativity and social media and sustainability and a lot of these things that people are coming across every day. And finally, of course, it had to be interesting. That mm -hmm. It had to be well delivered. It had to be slick. It had to be as I say, engaging so that you didn't just provide information, but you really inspired people to go away afterwards and use this education in some way. So Practical, relevant, and interesting were the three, should we say, gates that any education had to pass through to be able to make it to the show. I totally agree with these um, yeah, points. So I think that um, the more the bar scene is becoming more professional, so education will be more important than ever. So it's it's wonderful. Um, what, what are your points for the program? So I guess the whole program is... Great. Yeah. But do you do you have maybe um yeah some recommendation where you say okay that are very um, innovative or very special or very um new uh, speed yeah, speakers I mean, or speeches 
that you well, can yes. miss? <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, I'm very proud of the people that I've asked and who've said yes, and the topics that we have discussed and debated, etc. Uh, my worry is that there's too much great mm. education. But I figure over three days, 15,000 people, I think there's something like 75 education sessions, just that I'm aware of. I haven't even looked at the beer sessions and the coffee sessions and things wow. like that. But I mean, I've tried to choose legendary experts with also some little-known voices, people that haven't been seen very often in Europe, perhaps, or haven't been seen very much over there. But, I mean, there are so many highlights. I think, you know, especially being three days, there's, I've tried to give each day a slight, not focus, but maybe a, a slant into one particular group. So yes. first day is really about sort of, well, not really about, it has a, a slant for owners and managers, because I think mm -hmm. bartenders have had so much great education, but owners and managers have perhaps sleep, slightly been left behind. So people like Bobby Hugel, who runs a series of bars in Texas, and Sean Finter, who is pretty much the world's number one mm -hmm. business coach for bar owners. Mm -hmm. Him, them talking about ownership and management will be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Also, of course, wellness in terms of your own physical wellness yes. and, you know, mental wellness and mental health as well. So people like Claire Warner, Tim Judge, and a woman called Marcia Polas, who basically runs Pilates for bartenders. I have um, read some articles about her. That's so great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, I will, it's just I will important. Be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, I mean, I've got, for example, I mean, day two is very much bartender focused. So, and I've got three of the world's I think most creative bartenders, Joe Schofield, who's just won International Bartender of the Year at the Spirited Awards, Micah wow. Melton, who is in charge of the bar programs at the Avery restaurants, stroke bars in New York and Chicago, and a gentleman called Frankie Solaric, who runs a bar called Bar Chef in Toronto, who has basically been trying to get a Michelin star for drinks. Wow. These people are off the hook in terms of creativity. I mean, they just think... You know, they're very much about hospitality, but they're also really taking that idea of the bartending as a culinary aspect to its greatest extent. Mm. Plus, we've got on the third day, we're really looking at the entrepreneurs, because this, I think, is one of the most entrepreneurial generation of bartenders that we've ever seen launching brands and companies, whether they're producing liquids or tools or running agencies for bartenders and consultants. So mm. I brought in two people, you know, I think Charles Rolls, who was first at Plymouth Gin and then at Fever Tree, which has to be the greatest success financially at least, mm. in the world of alcohol at the moment. Yeah. But also a gentleman called David Gluckman, who I had never heard of before, but I read his book and found that this is a man who came up with the initial ideas for products like Bailey's, Tanqueray Number no. 10, Piodor wow. Wines, mm -hmm. Purdy's, Aqualibra. I mean, some of the biggest brands, some of the biggest ideas, he was the man who came up with the ideas of them initially. So the idea of a serial innovator, You know, someone that you've never heard of is just the sort of person that we want giving out messages at uh, BCB. But, I mean, if you look at the list of speakers, Zoltan Nagy, Ezra Starr, Tess Postumus, Oren Lerner, Claire Sprouse, Jacob Bryars, Julio Bermejo, Tim Phillips, Daniel Nevsky, Nick Strangeway, Phil Duff. I mean, this is... Everybody's uh, there. Ev everybody's there and everybody's <laughs> talking about what they're really passionate about and what yeah. they're expert about. And we're really giving them as much support as possible. So they're not just turning up and dialing it in, as I've mm -hmm. seen a few presenters do before, but are really working to bring their A game, whether they're 
being paid for by a brand to be there, or whether we, as the organisers, are paying for them to be there as well. So it is awesome. Uh, there is so many great speakers talking about everything from sustainability and not just straws, but things like water <laughs> use, getting large spirit companies to explain how they're trying to reduce their water and their power. Because, of course, you know, everyone can do their own bit, but yeah. big brands are doing stuff as well. And sometimes that gets lost by the cocktail Taliban who oh. like to think that big brands are always evil. Yeah. But we're also talking about hospitality and how... You know, getting Oren Lerner from Israel coming and talking about creative hospitality and how you can be creative with that aspect of bartending and not just with drinks and food. So there should be something for everyone. It's yeah. a little bit of planning to make sure you don't miss out on stuff. But uh, you know, there is, as always, a lot of incredible education at the show. I have two questions. Um, did you already... Um think about making some um, movies out of these speeches so that you can like look them after the BCB for like paying for that or something like that because there's a these are so many awesome speeches that you cannot make it to all of them but is there the thought that you record them in we, we'd look we'd look we'd looked at that I mean what I've noticed though I mean I've been involved with bar shows and trade shows yeah. since the very early days. I think I did the first talk at the first ever London bar show back in 2000 or 1999. Yeah. And, you know, there are now bar shows around the world, incredible education from small little boutique shows in developing markets through to the big guys who were basically Tales of the Cocktail over in America and BCB over in Europe. Uh, and for example, Tales record the sessions. Yeah. People, although it's nice to have them up there, very few people actually watch the 90-minute talk and things like that. And, you know, we don't. We want to focus our resources because, of course, you know, it's a big show, but yeah. everyone's got budgets. So we want to make sure that we're not perhaps spending money recording a session that people won't watch. We're encouraging them to come along and making yeah. the speakers available afterwards if people want to talk to them more. Uh, mm -hmm. And... You know, I'm not going to say we don't want you to, to, you know, take yeah. it for granted and things. But, you know, I know as a speaker, especially if you think you're being filmed, that sometimes it can get in the way of you actually interacting with the audience that there is there and then at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just was thinking about that because you have these kind of like online conferences that you can buy afterwards and mm. when you can, can't be there or something like that. So I, I was thinking about that for, because I, I would really love to have this. But yeah, maybe. I, I, I would love to as well. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of books, for example. And, yeah. you know, I've, I've got a huge library of old, great cocktail books, you know, about a thousand books. But wow. there are there are literally 50 books coming out a month at the moment. I mean, I can't keep up with yeah. the amount of incredible knowledge that's being produced at the moment. And I'm not saying it's too much, but I do think there's an information overload that mm -hmm. is sort of out there. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to you know, keep things simple, not just talk to the super experts. One of the things mm -hmm. I was proud about for this BCB, as well as with Brooklyn, is we've also got the WSET, the Wine and Spirits Education Trust, running some tastings for us on a sort of foundational level. I mean, this is the only global accredited spirit and wine training program. And not everyone is a super expert who needs to know about the most obscure mezcals. A lot of people who come to BCB, 
they're sort of just starting off. And the idea of what is gin and what is vodka and what is tequila and what is bourbon and what is scotch, mm. to have more basic sessions as well as the higher level, you know, grappa and pomace spirits and bijou and things like that yeah. is good. But I say, I mean, I would, I would love to record everything and have it on a site. We wouldn't, of course, sell it. That would be, you know, I think people already think that, you know, too many people make too much money and there's too much money sloshing around in this industry. But I say, I, I figure let's focus on just making sure that the people who turn up on the day get the best possible education. Yeah. And if in the future we could turn it into something else, a greater resource, then I would love to look at that. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nice, great idea. But um, one last question. You already mentioned hospitality, sustainability, um, health. I don't like the word trend, but what are important things for the future, in your opinion, concerning the bar world? Well, I mean, I, I think, I think the, the human aspect is an important one. I think, I mean, this is me personally speaking here. I think yeah. that we've over-fetishized creativity and new things. You know, I constantly see 30 people under 30 that you should pay attention to, but you never see 50 people over 50. You know, there is this sort of fascism against, should we say, well, not fascism. There's an mm. idea that newer is better and that you can't open a cocktail bar unless you can invent 15 new cocktails. And some people seem to think that perhaps being able to invent a new cocktail is more important than being able to make a guest feel happy if they're sad. Mm. I read an article today that said we need more heroes in the hospitality world. <laughs> we have heroes in the chef world and we have heroes in the bartending world, but we very rarely celebrate servers, mm. waiters, people like that. And I think the idea of providing an environment where people feel safe, but also feel recognized for their hard work and that they're given mm. skills on how to talk to people as much as they are about how to make interesting cocktails or how the to take care of their skills yeah and also how to mm. take care of their bodies you know yeah. people always ask me what advice would you give to a young bartender and I say look after your knees and your feet you know because most people don't and this is a terribly hard physical industry look after your your mental health as much yeah. as you look after your creativity so there's that aspect to it also Let's say the support for managers and owners so that there is a trickle down effect from, you know, the leaders of a business down to the actual staff, which, of course, allows them to provide a better experience for the guest at the bottom end. Yeah. Uh, sustainability is important, but, you know, not just straws, which are the <laughs> target, but water and power. You know, a lot of people are talking about the provenance of their ingredients. And I think that can go either way because you can worry too much about the history of the people who are making your product. Uh, but it is, you know, sustainability of your community, sustainability of the people who work for you as well is important, not just plastic straws. Mm -hmm. uh, I also think we live in the real world where social media, review sites, Instagram, things like that are important. And a lot of people don't know how to use them. So we've yeah. got a series of people from, you know, a small bar owner who's been very successful at doing this through to some influencers who theoretically get paid large amounts of money yeah. in order to post things and to understand yeah. how that works i think is important but you know there are also trends on spirits low alcohol no alcohol you know mm -hmm. how to provide a wonderful experience for people who may not be consuming alcohol and is that just with seed lip and strick and products like that or is it about the guest experience you know, yeah. staff as well 
but I mean, as you can, as you say, it's such a large industry. And if I knew what was going to be the hot new topic next year, would I tell you necessarily? I'm not sure, but we'll leave it up to people themselves to come along and hear what experts find mm. important and interesting to see what brands are doing. Because when it comes down to it, some people may hate brands. You know, I call them the cocktail Taliban that they think, you know, brands, big brands are bad, but brands are the ones who have funded by sponsorship of bar shows like this, through advertising in magazines, through competitions, through brand ambassadors. These are the people who have funded an awful lot of the education that have allowed us to get to the place that we are now. Yeah. And you know, they're not necessarily setting the agenda for our industry, but they definitely hold up you know, some interesting mirrors so people can see what's going on uh, and make, hopefully they make the judgments for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's so true what you say, and um, yeah, I, I totally agree with the important things that are coming. And I, I was just smiling because last week um, I did a podcast um, interview about the Instagram and the bar world because in Germany many many bartenders are not in Instagram, and yeah, I think it's a more and more important thing and. The, the low alcohol thing is on my list as well, so <laughs> yeah. for the podcast. It, so, I mean, yeah. when, when people start to do Instagrammable cocktails, yeah. you start to worry slightly. It's like, what does it taste like? Is it still making money for the bar? Does it take eight minutes to be made? You know, yeah. I think it's something that, you know, I'm not saying that Instagram is a good thing. I'm saying that it's there and yeah. how you yeah. use it. and. Uh, yeah. You know, we always used to talk in the olden days about how the most important thing was word of mouth. You know, yeah. a customer came to a bar, they had a great time, they told their Instagram friends. Instagram is now word of in, mouth. Yeah, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, TripAdvisor, yeah. you know, whatever your social yeah. media is, this is just published yeah. word of mouth. And you have to know how to use it, manage it, uh, exploit it, or protect yourself from it. Yeah. But to bring it to an end, um, because I don't want to waste your very worthy time, <laughs> and I think you, you, you it's, in, it's in the evening right now at your time, right? It's, it's nearly martini time, yes. It's oh, uh, nice just, com just coming up to five o'clock, so I'll probably do a little bit more work and then go and do some martini research. That uh, sounds very well. How are the martinis in China? Uh, Actually, they're, pr they're, they're pretty good. I mean, interestingly, I've been coming to Hong Kong. I actually started bartending in order to earn money to go traveling in 1987. And Hong mm -hmm. Kong was my first destination. So in those days, Hong Kong was just about basically champagne and bottles of Heineken. And yet <laughs> now you have bars like Quinnery, The Old Man, mm -hmm. Pontiac, Lobster Bar, The Wise King. I mean, some really great bars that when you walk in and sit down, you could be in any of the major cities in the world or in any of the great bars that exist from, you know, Hamburg all the way down to Cape Town, all the way across to Shanghai, all the way down to Sao Paulo. I mean, I love the fact that our industry has now spread so wonderfully globally. Yeah. And, you know, the martinis are pretty good, but they're never quite perfect. So that's why I keep having to search for the perfect <laughs> one. I hope you you are lucky, and yeah, for at the latest time you get a really nice martini, maybe at the BCB. So um, to yeah to to close the circle, I think that there are so many um, great speeches that everybody can pick a good thing for themselves, and maybe yeah has a look 
uh, above the, their own bar and above their mm. own horizon. So mm. I'm lo really looking forward to the BCB. And um, thank you so much for your, yeah, for your time and for this interview. It, it's an absolute pleasure. I mean, I hope that there's something for everyone at the show. I mean, it is a trade show at the end of the day. You know, it is a large amount of brands who come together, who put up stands to show, out, show off their wares. So it has that going for it. It's also obviously a great place to network. Not just to see your friends who you may not be able to see, but also to meet living legends walking around because yeah. a lot of them are examining the stands as well to see what's going on. And then also to provide, to receive some incredible education on not just cocktails and spirits, but real world problems they come across in their bars about coffee, about beer. I really, you know, I'm very bullish about BCB. It is, to my mind, the preeminent trade show in the world at the moment uh, and a lot of that rather like a good bar is not just down to the way it's run but it's down to the guests that come along so i'm really looking forward to seeing an awful lot of your listeners feel free to have them come up and talk to me about martinis if they want but i hope they'll be too busy checking out the education <laughs> really nice thank you so much angus <laughs> it's an absolute pleasure you take care it's lovely to speak to you so cheers cheers now <laughs> So now you are very well prepared for the Berlin Bar Convent and I hope you have fun today and tomorrow and on Wednesday. So I hope you will have not only some new spirits but also some educational points and some speeches and you will yeah, profit the most as you can from the Bar Convent Berlin. And um, if you like this episode, make sure to share it with your bar colleagues or friends or maybe anybody else who is on the way to the BCB right now. And um, yeah, share it on Facebook, on Instagram. And I would really love to hear from you a little quick um, answer or feedback to this episode um, especially because it's in English. I would really like to hear if you like some episodes in English sometimes or if you prefer German. The links to all of my channels, blog, Instagram, Facebook, are under the podcast when you really want to support me. So just check iTunes and leave a review there. That would really help me and the podcast to rise and grow and shine. Have a great day, cheers and see you at the BCB.